0: following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order.
1: We don't have yeah. 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 I, I was
2: That's all I've got. not give
1: you this Everyone, welcome to the show. What's up, Fonzie? What's up, Parker? Happy Tuesday evening to you.
2: How you boys doing?
1: So tonight we embark on our six-week journey leading up to the first game of the season versus Middle Tennessee State on September the 2nd for our beloved Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, We're going to break down the defensive backs tonight, Um, cornerbacks and safeties. Some of them may not be grouped in the right position. We kind of went off high school positions for some of these guys that we couldn't really tell they're listed generically as deep defensive backs on the roster so uh so anyway so um let's get this uh let's get this going our first group cornerbacks
2: i like what i see um led by a very talented probably in, in my opinion that's what this whole show about everybody uh that's right the best defensive back in college football um I expect him to be a lockdown again uh this year he's gonna have a lot of help especially um I, it's not a cornerback but Caleb Downs uh playing a little bit of a little bit of safety there but Earl Little the second um I talked that's a who bit I'm about excited him. about I talked mm-hmm. a little bit about him last year uh, I think he, I think he makes uh, makes makes some plays this year, and actually makes his move and becomes a, a role player at some point. I don't know yet. We didn't really see him a lot last year, but you know, from what they've said, the defense is going to be our uh, our foothold of where we stand this year. So we'll see. I'll see about that.
1: Which is a far cry from what we could say the last four years.
2: Correct. Correct. Biggest I'm, issues I'm, gone. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead, bronze, I'm sorry. saying our biggest issue is gone, so, so excited to see true. what Kevin Steele brings and how he works with these guys.
1: Um, I mean – Or a if, little
0: too coming off an injury, so. What was you know. his injury? I have no idea. I just know he was hurt for – Yeah. Eight, nine weeks last year. He saw some time, but.
1: Um, well, he seems hungry. You know, yeah. uh, when those guys went pro, I think he – he hit something on social media like it's my time now or something to make. He, he put put it out there. He accepted the challenge out there in public. and You know, I, I like that kind of moxie in a young player, like not afraid, like, you know, throw me in the mix. You know, I'll, let's go, let's play. I, I like that spirit. I like that kind of moxie in a, in a young player. Um, Agreed. But it's hard to play that. in this defense. So, you know, it's hard for young guys to get on the field That unless you're just off the charts talented. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick. Make a fit, Patrick. Make a you know, for example. I mean, even Kool-Aid got on the field early. But, mm-hmm. You know, he's just a freak. Um, Agreed. As a return man, too. But, you know, I know Terry and Arnold started last year and then kind of faded out. I wonder, you know, what – if he's in line to start opposite Kool-Aid this year or if that rolls up for Cause even Smitty too is a, a junior. So, you know, he's, this would be his third year in the program. Mm-hmm.
0: That's something I was agree. just going to bring up. I think that second outside spots wide open. Yeah. Um, and Trey Amos too. I mean, he's been talked about a little bit, but he was a starter at Louisiana. He wanted to go to the draft. I mean, he was, Projected as a day three pick, but this is a guy that a lot of people thought had NFL pedigree. Um, Obviously, he's got to earn his spot at Alabama, but I think he's a guy that going into camp, you know, we'll hear a little more about. He's long. He's a little
1: bigger. Um, I'm excited to see what he has. He might not play, but. Depth, if anything. I mean, if anything, it's depth. But, you know, we also got to remember that, I mean, a lot of these games are going to be playing, you know, four or five DBs. Uh So, you know, technically you're starting two cornerbacks are going to be starting three or four. And uh, we're going to get to him in a minute, but Malachi I think is going to be in that mix as well. I agree. Um, I don't think he's going to play strictly safety. I think he's going to line up in some of those packages maybe and – Like a star or something. Come up and Mm -hmm. run support some or or something if his Mm -hmm. back holds up. That's the main thing is his back's got to hold up or whatever was hurt by him. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, there's a handful of good names. Even Desmond Ricks, you know, he's a guy that's been there. uh, uh, Not been there, but he's a new guy coming in. And, and I mean, I just – I like some of these freshman guys. I think some of these freshman guys are – are going to have a real opportunity to make some noise. It's like a especially under a new defensive scheme, new defensive regime. I mean, not to get into the other units,
0: but <clears throat> this recruiting class for twenty twenty three is going to go down as one of the better defensive classes Alabama's ever yeah. seen, for sure.
2: I think. What we I need. Think you're right. What I we think needed. you're
1: absolutely right. Uh, I do really like. Lot, really like this list though like you said Parker to start I, I, it's a good and some of these guys may not be playing corner some of these guys might be playing safety um, you know here's our list of safeties this is a great list too mm-hmm. um, that top name right there mm-hmm. that guy's going to be a problem for a lot of people for a lot of people for the next three years he's going to mm-hmm. be a big problem I'm, I'm even thinking Christian Story might get some snaps. Uh, Agreed. He's he, he's too athletic to just be on the sideline all the time, you know, in some capacity.
2: And that goes back to your point, Jeff. You said, you know, with rolling out however many – and it goes back to the, the term defensive backs. Instead of being so specific, you know, it could be three safeties, two, uh, two corners or three corners. You know, it, it, it really doesn't matter with these kind of players. I mean – it's how well you play and can you play the defense the correct way and can you be a, a you know a team player and all of that and be a leader and be a be a dog out there too so um, Christian story you know I've I, I heard a little bit about him um, Malachi coming back uh, I know he had some injuries as well. You're going down the list, and then, it, and then it kind of just goes blank to me, besides Tony Mitchell down there, and we all know how we know Tony Mitchell. Uh, got in a little bit of trouble uh, back, I think, right around the time he actually got on campus. Um, we shall see if he even, you know,
1: makes it on the field. Well, but who knows? I, mean, I think I think that guy's going to be good. If, if he gets out of his own way and gets on the field, I think, he, I think he's going to be good.
2: Yes, I agree. I
1: agree. Jake Pope. I think he's going to –
0: Jake Pope. That's a bad dude, too. Yeah. I was just going to say he had a great spring, and I think that, you know, the door's open for him with Tony Mitchell, and, you know, he's got to rectify his mistakes. I don't know if Nick Saban's going to put him on the field right away. I agree. I'm not in the room. You know, I don't know those things, but, you know, he came in the program and had some pretty serious issues right away. So –
2: you know, he's probably <laughs> a few say. steps
0: back just based on that. Um, J- Jalen Key. I almost called him Jaden, but, I mean, he was all Conference USA. I know it's Conference USA, but. He came from UAB, he's great right? Great player he's from the one UAB. from UAB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm and he's a grad transfer. You know, he's going to be hungry. He came to Alabama for a reason. He's a solid safety. He's another guy like Trey Amos who, you know, has some NFL pedigree. These yeah. guys are looking at him, so I'm um, excited to see what he can do. I think both safety positions are pretty much up for grabs. Um, mm-hmm. it's just Who takes hold of them? So,
1: yeah, I would totally agree with that. There's there's going to be a big time position battle here for the two safety spots. They're going to have to be <clears throat> they're going to have to be good tacklers. They're going to have to be able to stuff the run. I mean, they're going to have to be very multifaceted to play and defense.
2: stop. The dang tied in across the middle. Please, for the love of God. We won't be
1: blitzing the middle linebacker every single play this year, I don't think. So the middle of the field shouldn't be wide open all night, every game, like it has been.
2: Thanks, Pete.
1: Yeah, I think that cheetah package went with him to Ole Miss. I hope to God that it went with him to Ole Miss. Please, please, cheetah, be gone. I thought I'd seen it all until you see one defensive lineman with his hand in the dirt and then four guys next to him all standing up like in pass rushing formation. I was like,
0: what? Ole Miss
1: can – they're going to love them for about a week. <laughs> Dude, Ole Miss can score so fast. They're going to be a bunch of 60 to 50 games this year for Ole Miss, I believe. Oh, yeah. I mean – He's just brutal,
0: and hey, he's with the limited boring. talent, I mean, not that Ole Miss necessarily recruits bad, but oh my God, <laughs> working with some of those guys at Ole Miss as opposed to the
2: talent at Alabama is well, just great. And that's yeah. to your point, Fonzie. Like, I mean, with that kind of, I mean, he is he he's still an improvement for Ole Miss than what they had, not by much, but he still is. Hey so it's just about if how how many points can Lane score to keep ahead of how many points Pete's going to allow. So I mean that that we we all hey, Miss fans we're telling you now just get ready. I'm fine. You will see that. And I'm fine. I'm- we're going back to the Kevin Steele days. You know what? If we can if we give up 20 something points a game, that's okay. As long as we can score about 45, I think we can do that. I mean, as well, long as we get the quarterback situation figured out, but that's for a later episode.
1: If, if anything – yeah, that episode's coming. If anything, just having Kevin Steele rip their ass for a month straight in practice, well, Agreed. maybe they'll, they'll be so tired of it that they'll take it out on the opponent on Saturdays. Because, you know, that's what this defense is needed, I think, has been sorely lacking is, is – some of that gristle, man. Agreed. Agreed. Some of that grind, that that old hard-ass, those old-school hard-ass coaches that, you know, rip your ass all fall. Uh-huh. Um, but then come when it's time to play real games, man, you're ornery as hell and ready to fight. And then go out and hit people. I agree. But one uh, name on this list is the third name on the list. I'm very curious and, and really hopeful for Malachi this year.
2: Agreed. Had had such a uh, such a good freshman year, and then yeah. and then last year he was doing okay. Uh, but then again, as we go back to that thing, you know, the P. Golding defense, um, you know, didn't really help out really his defensive backs by rushing everybody. So, um, but you know, then he got hurt. So. I, to your point, Jeff. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm interested to see what happens with him. Um, I really hope, really hope, everything turns around on that. He can make himself some money at the end of the year. So uh, um, we'll see. We'll see.
0: You know, I'm sliding a minute
2: star already. Mm-hmm. Starting, I think
0: just his experience alone, and oh yeah, he's never. You know, his injuries have limited him very mm-hmm. clearly. He's a different player than he was his freshman year. But, you know, he never really – you're never watching and you don't see him blow a play. He's never been an issue mm. on the Alabama. Being
1: field. on the field has been his biggest issue. Mm-hmm.
0: His availability. Availability
1: has so. been his worst ability in mm. the three years that he's been here. For sure. So, I mean, because his freshman year, we were thinking, well, he's he's three and gone. Mm,
2: no, you know, he's, after his,
1: yeah. yeah, after his freshman year, we were like, oh, he's Minka Jr., he's going to be out of here in three years, you know, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, those back injuries are are, are tricky in football and, you know, just hampering him for a couple of years. But, you know, he's playing for his NFL life now. Mm-hmm. Um, it can, that can motivate some, some, you know, a little extra motivation, you know, some people.
2: Very true. On,
1: on top of what he already already wants to do, you know, for the team. But when you're playing for that NFL contract, you know, you grind a little harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I agree even if him. it's just subconsciously, you know, it's, it's playing for the money now. Yeah. He's playing for his draft life, There's, you know, unless he portals and plays one year as a grad student next year. But if things go well this year, he'll be in the league next year. Agree.
2: I mean, that's what – I mean, that's yeah. – yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, along with Kool-Aid here, he's going to be a first-round pick. I mean, both return returner and defensive he's gonna, back. He's going to be a top-ten pick. He yeah, plays like I he think, has in the past couple years. I think you're 100 percent right. <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I'm very intrigued by this Trey Amos. I'm with you, Fonzie. I'm very intrigued by by the Trey Amos kid. Like, you don't portal your senior year to you know to ride the bench and not and not play. I mean, he's a good player. He
0: he walked into Louisiana. And I don't think he played much his freshman year, but I mean, he was going into Louisiana knowing he was going to get a lot of playing time. Um, You know, I don't know how he's going to react to being pushed because there's six or seven other guys on this roster that are pretty much right where he is, but um, he's rangy, he's long. And, you know, like I said, he was a day three pick and decided to forgo the draft, but they had him pegged in the sixth or seventh round, which doesn't sound great, but for any college player to be there, you know, they got some talent. That's Yeah.
1: Um, and the draft is only serious, seven rounds. It's players. only like 250 players out of all these football players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got Amos listed at 6'1", 197, so 6'1", 200. That's big for a cornerback. Mm-hmm. That's a good size for a cornerback.
0: A uh, I'm excited. Like I said, he might not get any snaps, but. You know, I think you'll be hearing his name a little more as soon as we start getting closer to the season.
1: Yeah. Kind of surprised well, also, wasn't
0: talked about more.
1: You know, think of how some people, you know, kind of fade and other guys elevate, you know, as you get two, three, four, five games into the season. Terry and Arno last year, for example, started what first handful of games and then just – I mean, he just kind of faded out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, didn't really do much. And you know other guys step up. So first hand, you know, handful of games, I think you'll, I think we'll see some, some shifting in the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Hopefully um, we
2: can figure it out by week two.
1: Also, opponent schemes, you know, who they're facing, and the offensive style they run, that'll that'll factor in, you know, to to a lot of the, the groupings. So. But it's got to, You got to have talent to start with, and there's a lot of talent on these two in these two groups. I mean, I see a lot of good players. I mean, Jake Pope just walked off the street from high school and started blowing people up in the A day game. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't he's, care.
0: He's got some attitude. Um, yeah, I,
1: I really Was that like Burton him. that he blew up in that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so he's, even if he's four on, a, a four-year star, a four-year senior. National mm-hmm. champion with Georgia, you know, starter for Bama. He walks in the door and blows him up for an A-Day game. That is pretty funny. I think we all wanted to do that to Burton at least once last year. So, he, he and Pope endeared himself to all Bama fans just by getting a lick on Burton once. <laughs> well, Yeah, that's it. We'll get into Burton in another episode when we do the receivers and tight ends, but uh, – uh, but we'll cover him later. But, but there's some, there's some ballers on this list here. And I think downs and Pope are going to be making some noise a lot in the next three years. Yeah. It's sure. going to be
2: really interesting to see, um, especially with, especially with, you know, next year's class coming into, um, and not, uh, again, it's going to be loaded again, um,
1: we got some defensive backs in the in the twenty four list, don't we? Aren't
2: Correct. We? Correct. I, I don't have the names off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't but, have um, them in
1: front of me. I should have I should have had that. Um, should have brought that in. But I
2: know next year we're also picking up a you know a good bit of linebackers too, um, and some edge edge uh, players as well. So um, yeah, and then we get uh, um, Jeff's uh, soon to be favorite player, Mister sayin Trillion, uh-huh. yeah. I'm so I'm I'm really really excited whenever he gets there. I mean, I know we're looking looking forward another year. I don't know if he starts as a freshman. I mean, is he talented enough? By God, yes. We've seen some, his stats and everything. We've seen how he plays, but you know, we've seen him save and only do that a couple times, and you know. With a band quarterback the is
1: hard to play as a true freshman agreed that's not that's not really Saban's MO is to run a true freshman out there hurts he really had no choice because Barnett just just Fresh was hot garbage just awful and he really had no choice but that's not really Saban's MO running a freshman out there so uh, I think you're looking at we're looking at 25 when the Julian saying era begins I think next year he'll be like a Bryce Young where he gets some mop up, you know, plays some mop up games and then wins the job going into the 25 season.
2: Be him and uh the, that that whatever the big dude we ha- we got this year yeah. going going for the starting job.
1: Holstein or Simpson? Holstein,
2: Holstein yeah. and Lonergan. But yeah. I
0: think I think it's going to be hard to kind of judge. I think this year's battle will have a lot of probably obvious to say this but i think this year's battle will have a lot of bearing on next year too with how that turns out because um i don't think it'll be this way but if it's a turnstile all year and we have you know three different guys starting at different points not Mm -hmm. due to injuries just because that's the problem no one can figure it out and saiyan's coming in like you might see no exaggeration three quarterbacks hit the portal yeah. yeah. So.
1: Oh, I think minimum two. Yeah, I mean, when regardless walks of the in. outcome of this, there's going to be a
0: quarterback that transfers out.
1: This. Yeah. Week. Um, Absolutely. Minimum. But, minimum two, I think. Mm-hmm. I think Buckner's only here for one year. Uh, to run Reese's offense, uh, as since it's a new offense and he's familiar with it, and he's actually got talent around him now. Um, I think he's a one-year Band-Aid. And then they'll battle it out next spring. And then the loser will transfer, and then it'll be saying and either Eli or Ty. I can see it. Who That's just, As of right now. Having what, never seen Sayan play. Go ahead.
2: As, as of right now, who of the three that we know that are in the battle right now, who's y'all's pick? As of today, it can change. It could be the different in two, three weeks. Something could change. What are your What are your thoughts right now?
0: Well, I know Jeff's is Tyler. I um, think we've talked about this a lot. I don't mm-hmm. think I'd put money on anyone. Right no, I'm now. not
1: betting it, but that's w- what I think. Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, it's viable. I, I still think Jalen Milrow is probably going to be the guy who takes the first snap. On September it could 2nd. be,
1: I um, think we'll see three, minimum three quarterbacks play that first game.
0: Absolutely, I think the first week we're going to see them all. I think whoever's out there first is your kind of de facto starter. I um, think it's going to be Jalen Milrow, just because his ceiling is very high. I mean, yeah, we saw him last year. I a mean, great the, passer and, and he needs better the, awareness, but to have a guy with his arm strength. And his athleticism—if you can just hone him a little bit—he doesn't need to be a great game manager. If he can take off for a seventy-five-yard run,
1: yeah, to throw a ball sixty yards down the seat. Like if, if they can teach him how to throw, he would be lethal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
2: well, and that's the thing. That's that's the thing right there. It's a shame that we had not been able to hone in on his skills and maximize his, you know, skill set. It's a shame real shame. don't know what happened well, and,
1: but there's also a chance that i mean that's it for him what you see is what is what true. he is and true for sure you know they've worked with them for a couple of years and they see this and now that's why they're like we need you know this kid from Notre Dame, whatever whatever these are just a million different or all these different reasons you know the nictator really is the only one that knows why but but I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you're going to see the, a dynamic offense this year. I think you're going to see a, kind of a modernized version of kind of old-school approach of physical up front, running the ball, tight ends. Uh, you're not going to see a bunch of fly routes. You're not going to see a ton of let it flies like we've seen the last five years.
2: Which, you know, I'm okay with, you know, because – we, we had if dynamic
1: we... quarterbacks doing that stuff.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm with dynamic playmakers on, on the outside and inside right yes. runners. But now, I mean, you know, I know we're getting into it in a couple episodes going into depth on those, but with the QB uncertainty at that position, you know, uh, I'm looking at our running backs and I'm 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 nodding my head saying, "Yes, this is where I'd want to be if I wanted to Lead the way and hopefully get to a national championship by our ground game and the offensive line coming back too. I'm very excited to see um, what they're going to be able to do, led by yeah. JC Latham and everybody. So, um, yeah, it's just is it physicality it's, is, back? Is, is it Justice Haynes or Hayes? I think it's Haynes. Haynes. Haynes, Haynes. Haynes that, like
1: the underwear. Haynes. Okay, yeah, that guy's a freak. All right, and. He's another one that looks like Downs where they look like they've been in college for two years already.
2: Exactly. But the great thing about it is we've got, you know, McClellan coming back too. Um I miss I know uh, uh Roydell Williams. And um and then I don't know. This guy, I think Haynes is better than Roydell, but we'll see what happens. Um guy's a freak. Look looks like he could be in the NFL right now. He's just a big dude.
1: Yeah, I mean he just looks like a college player already. And I was like, dang, it's in a summer program or something. He's gonna get a lot of touches. I I, I mean, think all three I, of those guys
0: will. And yeah. Tommy Reese, he he likes to use his quarterbacks to run too. It's another reason
1: I Well like that could him bode well it. for Milro. I mean, he might can figure out oh, that there's
0: a little bit of a runner too.
1: That that sweet spot with Milro where the throws are simple enough that he can make to be consistent enough to give us a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean – uh, You can't just dink and dunk all season, you know. You have to be able to stretch the field at some point. So, you know, maybe Reese can hone something where he, he – the couple of times they do, he can actually make the throw. He's got the arm strength. It's just, you know, can he throw it? He's He came into a really tough situation too.
0: And I, I'm not like his biggest fan or anything, but – I think yeah. just, you know, he came in against Arkansas, who was a team that was very good early on in the year. They had a, a chip defense, on their
2: shoulder. That defense
0: was loaded. At KJ that time. too. KJ
1: was healthy. A mean mm-hmm.
0: defense. And he won us All the game. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he did well enough to, you know, expand our lead on a pretty good team and – Against A&M, stats weren't great. Watching them was even worse. <laughs> a lot of that stuff can be fixed, and especially with a lot of the passing plays. Like Bill O'Brien was the offensive coordinator. Everyone knows yep. that. Everyone complained about it. You don't want Jalen Milrow, who has almost no real game experience outside of a few... You know, New Mexico states or Utah states or whoever coming in and trying to throw these complex route trees with these long developing routes. Just let them throw a hitch. Let them throw a slant. Yeah. Let them use his the legs. Give them a read option. Oh, that, it's like, like, Brian it, goes back the,
2: it's like it goes back to this. Um, Milroe, in my opinion, has a better or has a higher ceiling than Blake Sims did he is a better athlete it's just well i think blake sims w- w- did so well as he was in the lane kiffin offense that year and he had a lot of tools around him uh obviously he had amari cooper for that last year um but he had Kenyon drake a young Kenyon drake being that a, i think it was a freshman if i'm not mistaken that year mm-hmm. um but and there that's another thing everyone's like well you know you had amari cooper well you know what there there could be an amari cooper on our in our wide receiver room, we just don't know it yet because we haven't had an offense to really work with. The, the it was, it goes back to y'all's point about Bill O'Brien. Maybe it was too complex for everybody except for maybe Bryce Young and a couple other players. I you know it's one of those things. Some things just don't work. You sometimes you have to go back to the basics, and that's how it is. I,
1: and I really think that. Part of the Reese hire was kind of Nick Saban and the Kevin Steele hire was him going back to that. You know, Georgia just went, you know, 29 and one and won two rings in a row by playing physical defense, not dynamic quarterback play, good enough play, smart football, don't turn it over and grind them down defensively. I mean, Georgia's just won 29 out of 30 games and back-to-back rings doing exactly that. And... You know, Saban may have sat back, back and said, up. man, this is my this is my blueprint on how to do this. We're going back to this. That's, uh, enough of this new age stuff. We'll, we'll modernize with the times, obviously. They can't just go back to the wing T, you know, type stuff. <laughs> or the one but, back. Can't go back yeah. to the one back. With game, a full not. back, you know, or, you know, running a full back out there kind and of Johnson stuff. Fowler. Leron, Leron McClain or – Greg McLean for any of you you old school cats or
2: joustin you know, Fowler.
1: Jalston Fowler, Nutty, or um Nudie. um Nudie. Nudie. and um uh the new highway forty six. Uh
2: oh god Newswinder. Neuswi- N- yeah oh, yeah. nasty. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that King Henry he's That Derek Henry cool. should have given him a half a signing bonus that year. Yeah, I mean, he was old school. Oh, man. So, I'm not saying we're going back to the Derrick Henry, you know, run the ball 45 times with one player playbook. But I, I think that Georgia has shown you that Saban's blueprint works. Saban showed you back in the day, and then Georgia showed you again, and we've kind of gotten away from that the last couple of years, even though we, we should have won it in 21.
2: To uh... – Two, having two running backs with over 100 yards, that's that's the way to go. And then have your quarterback do, make the plays that need to be made.
1: Well, Not we've got as... two senior running backs. Exactly. So, we've got experience, four years in the weight program. Well, if there is a weight program, you know, this guy was sports performance guy. We had no strength last year anywhere. So, maybe they actually got some strength back in the strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I mean that was sorely lacking. I, I I just remember texting my friend all season long last year going, Where is the S in S and C? We have no S. <laughs> There's none of it.
2: Hey, sure had plenty of conditioning to go up and down the field getting run up on
1: us. So. Yeah. I mean we ran a lot in that Tennessee game. Still got running. A lot of steps in. Still running. Got a lot of steps in on that game. Oh, there
2: goes there goes Hyatt again. For another touchdown.
1: No adjustments. No. No. You
2: no. If y'all want to see the most epic rant, go back to last year to the Tennessee game. <laughs> you will love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was still fresh when we recorded that show. I was I was Ooh. foul that day. Oh, was
2: brutal. brutal! That was, that was brutal. brutal. Was <laughs> <a lot. laughs> that was so bad.
1: Yeah. Damn! To have oh. won that game three times. Oh. And have them all taken away.
0: I could be wrong, but I think we almost doubled their time of possession.
1: Yes. They hit us on like five big plays. That was it.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was Jalen's five catches.
1: Yeah. For 350 yards and five touchdowns. It's an average of like 70 yards a catch. It's like insane.
2: Who picked him up, by the way? Because somebody came – whatever team – that the Giants. Picked him, the Giants, they said that all he can do is really run the long route, and that he is he's not that good. <laughs> they might no, he didn't do anything. He guys just guys ran he
0: past our safeties. Route. Touchdown. Yeah. What's funny about the Giants though is their whole room. Like, go look at their wide receiver depth chart, and they have like four or five deep options and like four or five slot <laughs> options. if they don't have like a possession guy. They don't have like a. <laughs> H back type. Not that every yeah. team has that anymore, but it's just kind of a funny. It's their, oh, have or like nothing. Ten guys recruiting for like two roles or competing <laughs> for two roles. It's just it's so goofy.
1: Yeah, I mean they didn't have any like fifteen play drives. They just hit us with like five or six daggers, and then you know the last three plays where you know we just played a soft zone and they completed three passes and kicked a field goal. It's a new
0: season.
2: We'll- yeah. Yes. We're not dwelling on that. We're not dwelling on that. because
1: <sighs> could do a whole other show on that flipping game, even though we've already done that game.
0: Here's that was- what gets me, though. No. <laughs>
1: you know what grinds my gears? I live in Tennessee. Take it away, Fonzie.
0: That is their Super Bowl.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. They will
0: never live it down. They could lose the next 100 games, and, you know, the next time they win in 21-23 – you'll be like, feels like 22, feels like 98. Yeah. I hope it feels like 22 because your team completely fell apart. After that. The worst offense in the SEC. They put up yeah. 63 points on you.
1: In South Carolina. <laughs> Dude, the albino hung 400 yards on him or whatever it was and 60 points. Yeah. Yeah. He scored I, – I
0: forget the stat, but I think going in SEC had – 80 some points or you yeah usc had 80 some points in sec play
1: and they put up 63 that game alone. <laughs> did you see tennessee put out like a novel that book right after that bama game that was like <laughs> like commemorate the 2020 yeah season. commemorate the rebirth of tennessee football and then tennessee lost like two out of four the after they put that thing out Got slaughtered by Georgia and South Carolina in back-to-back weeks, I think.
2: Hey, they're like, where were you when you beat when we beat Alabama?
1: Well, I and mean, that was it. Still winning. Yeah. Still that winning. was their whole. That was their whole thing. They could have lost every game after that; it wouldn't have mattered. Mm, mm, mm. They're gonna give that that donut-looking hypel uh, a contract extension just for that game. I mean, he's give him credit. I really like
0: his offense, but, yeah, he's a little bit of a slob. Um.
2: (laughs) I thought I heard that correctly. I I looked up and I'm like, did he just say that? Oh, my gosh.
0: I I can say that. He's making millions of more dollars than me.
1: Yes. It's – For the rest of my life and his life. Yeah.
0: If he ever hears that, he can say whatever he want.
1: <laughs> Pretty sure he'll never hear that, but that's all right. Yeah. Uh,
0: never know. You never know.
2: They never
1: know. Angry Bam calls Hypo Fat.
0: <laughs> it ain't the first time. Sure as hell won't be the last.
2: So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's like, well, we beat him. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, they did. They, they, we gave up 52 points to that team. They so had the perfect. We roster. should have lost. What they do? I mean, 17 penalties. I guess that new season. That's another thing. Is like, can we please get a hold on the penalties? Like, we had more teen, umpteen penalty games last year than I can remember where we have 15, 17, 15 penalties in a game. Just like, what is happening here?
2: like Trying to watch Miami from the 80s just getting just so many penalties, except they were actually penalties and not, you know.
1: I mean, when was – old jargon. When did Saban teams become penalty ridden? Um, like, it well, never happens. And last years. year, that's all we did. It was every game. That Texas game, we had like 17 penalties in that game. Will Anderson had like five on himself.
0: Dumb stuff too. I mean a just lot of Dumb stuff.
1: Lining I mean, up off sides. Blew that guy up. Yeah, running that guy over That's in the middle after of the whistle. Um, I mean, just what are you doing? Just and just mind blowing brain farts all year with stuff. Blowing coverages and and just dumb penalties. I mean, just dumb. I think a lot of it
0: was our coordinators, too. Um, I think Pete was kind of a whipping boy and just, like, around. I don't know how involved he really was with the players as far as, like, holding them accountable. I think a lot of it fell on Saban. That's hard to do.
1: Well, we didn't have that alpha dog Mm -hmm. in the locker room. The players
0: weren't – I mean, I'm sure they were holding each other accountable. I don't think – Anything there wasn't
1: a I'm guy sure. that they were scared of in the locker room like when Rolando McClain was there. That's you better do the about. drill right or you're going to have to answer to this guy in the locker room, and you don't want those problems. You know, Reggie Ragland, C.J. Mosley, Reuben Foster, you know, the, you don't want to answer to these – Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, you know, you don't want to answer to these guys in the locker room if you're if – you're, uh, Uh, Lazy in it on defense, or if you're not running out something on defense or doing whatever, the coaches were the least of the worries back then. It was the other players that that kept like kept the intensity because you didn't want to have to answer those. You don't want to have to answer that bell. I mean, who wants for Landon McLean to be waiting at your locker for you when you get in because you were loafing during a couple drills, you know, or or you didn't make a tackle during a game. You know, or you olayed somebody like Lou Brown says, you know. Like, you don't want Rolando waiting at your locker for you after the game or after practice. Like, you don't want those problems. And we did not have that in that locker room last year, I don't think.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Nope. I agree.
1: Or if, if there was nope. a guy it didn't translate to the field on Saturdays. I think – I guess
0: the point I was trying to make is – I don't think this. There was much cohesion compared to past teams that have won championships. Um, yeah, well, I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, Bill O'Brien showed up on Saturday and walked up to the press box and sat in the press box. Yeah, and never, his never came down. Hat, and ate peanuts, and drank diet coke, and then I did Pete like that in. about
1: Lane was being actually down on the field. Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, Sark can do it from the booth it, it works for some guys i think last year just given the culture of the team as an observer i wasn't in the locker room i could be completely wrong but just as an observer i think there was a lot of what you said i think there was just something missing and it was probably someone in the locker room that's willing to step up and it doesn't have to be the big dog yeah you know it can is be Tommy just...
2: Reese a uh, – is he a press box guy? Or is he a down-on-the-field guy? I think he's a field guy. He's a field guy. Good. Good,
1: good. good so, good. going back to the defense real quick. My buddy texted me this earlier. We were talking about this. He said – Last year – Okay, Alabama last finished in the top five of total team defense in 2017. Okay. That – that's right around the time Golding became involved. If it wasn't a year after right. that, or maybe two years after that, and that's exactly right. Haven't even sniffed it since. That's not a coincidence. In 2016, we had 24 turnovers and 11 defensive touchdowns. Okay, last year we had 12 turnovers for us in 13 games. That's atrocious. Like Trump would say, atrocious. It's not good. It's atrocious. Uh, do you guys remember a defensive touchdown last year? None. Nope. When was the Will Anderson play that he caught that deflection and ran in the end zone? Was that last year or the year before?
2: I think uh, it was the year before.
0: There was the, There's one that's coming to mind where Hendon Hooker dropped that snap and Dallas Turner picked it up and ran it in in the Tennessee. Okay. Team. That's the only one I can think of. It wasn't really oh, forced. It mean, was just – Head and Hooker,
1: yeah, you know, dropped the ball, fumbled his snap. Well, we we would have had another one, but they blew the whistle literally right when the guy got hit, mm-hmm. as he was still driving for extra yards, and then fumbled it. They blew the whistle anyway. Different different topic, but anyway. Um, but yes, turnovers. The point being, turnovers way down. Defensive scores almost non-existent. I mean. I mean, you can think back in the day and you could remember four or five defensive touchdowns in a season. Eddie Jackson, Minka Fitz, you know, these guys that are scoring defensive TDs off turnovers and off picks and all that, or even forced fumbles. Tim Williams, you know. I mean, you can remember seasons past all these defensive touchdowns. But last year, I I mean, I totally forgot about that one against Tennessee, Fonzie, because I texted him. My buddy back and said I don't even recall one defensive touchdown. But now that you mentioned that about the Tennessee game, I that's the, I can't think of any other ones after that.
0: And that one barely even counts. I mean, it counts on the scoreboard, so technically yeah, it's a, touch but to it to a loss, touchdown. But it came in a loss. So it's like and it was uh, we didn't force that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I mean I mean, there's an attitude that comes with forcing turnovers and there's a swagger about it and there's a a pride factor in forcing turnovers. You know, we started the the turnover belt. You know, everybody gives Miami credit because of that turnover chain and now everybody does these little things for turnovers. But Bama started that with that championship belt several years ago with the turnover belt. Like, Bams know it and people around here know it. National media doesn't like to give us credit for it, but we all know who started that. <laughs> that little trend of doing that. That's all my age um, got right now. But, but like, I mean, we, we just haven't had that turnover, forced turnover mentality, because I think that comes with being physical and rushing the passer. And outside of Will Anderson, we hadn't had really an elite pass rush besides him. Turner's starting to round into into shape. I expect big things out of Dallas Turner this year. Another one that's playing for for his NFL draft stock, even though he's not a senior. But, you know, this is the junior year is when guys really should take that step. Um, And not silly penalty Dallas Turner. You know, uh, spiking guys into the ground, hitting late, hitting high, grabbing face masks, you know, just undisciplined penalties. Like I don't need that version of Dallas Turner. I want you know, I want the guy that's trying to get himself drafted.
0: Yeah. Like that's the version I want. He doesn't even need to get a ton of sacks if he can just get in the backfield and disrupt plays.
1: Just disrupt. But I think we're gonna see that across the front from everybody. Getting out of that stupid cheetah package and actually getting some physicality back in the defensive line. We'll also get into that on a later episode with the D line. I'm the sorry. Right there, that 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 changes the whole thing too.
2: Um, how much pressure were we able to put on the QB in the last three years? Even in 2020, 2020, we that offense solely carried us to a national championship. We'll just say that in the past two years. How much pressure? Yeah, we've had that team. nobody. Yeah, but. As far as defensive put, yeah, we'll have like Will Anderson, you know, making um, the year that he got all the sacks. Yes, Uh, but really, other than him, yeah, who did he? There hasn't been much of a threat. So, disrupting the pocket, like Fonzie said, causes those turnovers and causes those mistakes and causes to get more touchdowns (laughs) on the defensive side. So, it's going to go back to that. To your point, Jeff, we need that physicality back so we can force and make disruption in the backfield so we can get those turnovers. A true. And- Sorry, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, go ahead, Fonzie. Keep going with that.
2: Uh, it's just, I think,
0: scheme too. Like, Pete Golding's not here. Kevin Steele is, it's all about the guys up front. And he, those guys will be hungry. Like, we won't have Henry Toto just shooting the gap every play. That's just more time. I don't think it's necessarily on the players whenever Henry has to, you know, his play is going to take three or four seconds to develop. Good quarterbacks are getting the ball out before he even has a chance. So I think just having linemen that, you know, can eat some blocks and open up the edge for our pass rushers will really help.
1: I mean, scheme was a huge, a huge deal. I mean, you know, Will Anderson did all that in spite of Golding's scheme. Like, if 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 we would have had a Sark-type guy on calling defensive plays that would have put Will in different spots to maximize matchups, he would have – I mean, he would have been better than he even was. 21 was one of the most dominant defensive performances I've ever seen from a lineman. To have 100 tackles, that many tackles for loss, that many sacks as a sophomore – in spite of that scheme, and then to still even have ten sacks last year when he was getting double and tripled every game, he was bull rushing guys that outweighed him by hundred pounds, like all game. Uh, he was never schemed in the right spot. I don't think it was just a whole poop show w- with him. He was—he not saying he was easy to defend, but you know yes, he, he had a that, quiet that's exactly ten sacks. What happened. Like he had a yeah, he had 10 sacks. The whole, but
2: The whole defense was easy to defend. Good lord, yes. it goes back to it. The scheme, it was
1: you're 100% right, Parker.
2: It, it, it's, it's, you know what? It doesn't matter because it's changed. It's a new, well, day, and, new season, and it's going to be better this year. It is going to be better. I know it will be. Have faith. Gotta have so faith.
1: So, getting tough up front then will also open things up for these guys here. If we can get pressure and get tough up front and and get pressure up the middle and get in the quarterback's face, suddenly these guys aren't covering everybody with their back to the play and blindly throwing their hands up or just running or just barreling through the receiver when he's going up for the ball for easy flags. Both these groups then can actually maybe play some with their eyes forward.
2: Because all I remember is back in 11 or even this, Oh, nine 10 11 12 13 all the way up to 17 probably I remember players like L- Robert Lester playing safety and we our scheme worked out so well he would just come up maybe the QB didn't see him but he'd be right there in that spot and then he would take it out so or for force a bad play and Mark Barron comes up and picks it off um, or Drake Kirkpatrick or something along those lines I'm just giving you know just laying out some facts there but yeah yeah I think that I think that sums it up pretty well, in in it and call in the end, yeah. Well, Dre's son is like a recruit now. He, well, that blows my mind. What? Yes, he, Dre
1: Jr. Kirkpatrick Jr. He's not. His, even was he was he class of twenty five maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you
2: think about it, Kirkpatrick was there. I mean, in twenty ten, so that was almost fifteen years ago. That <laughs> blows my mind. That was because I remember him playing against Ryan Mallet, RIP, um, and in the Arkansas game and picking him off, and we, everybody was like, "That guy's a liability out there." Kirkpatrick, a liability, and then he ma- he went off and made himself some money in the NFL. So, yeah, he had a
1: long career in the NFL. In a
2: long career, mm-hmm. so um, he had to have another- that kid. Rocks he had Alabama. that kid. In, I think he had that kid in college. Honestly, I think
1: Trent Richardson had like three kids when he got to Alabama. Says Drake, Drake Kirkpatrick is thirty three years old. <laughs> he's got a kid about like a, a, about to be a junior, a rising junior, I think. Yeah.
2: So, <laughs> <laughs> right, put those numbers together for you, everybody.
1: <sighs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's class of twenty five. I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look it up just to be safe, but, but I did remember. I do remember reading this. Because it was a thing. It was like somebody said, you feel old yet? You know, Drake Kirkpatrick's son is, you know. He's is... 2024.
2: Oh, he's <laughs> next year. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: He's a three-star safety.
2: There you go. Hey, that's all good.
1: Out of where? Gadsden.
2: Gadsden, Alabama.
1: And Alabama yeah. offered him. Freddie yeah, Brooks. I was about to say, I think we offered him. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a legacy offer. That's
2: exactly what I was about to say. That's gonna be a legacy scholarship right there.
1: Like Chris Carter, son, like Duron Carter. You guys remember him?
2: Yep. Yep. I mean, he was the most
1: talked-about player for like three years and never even dressed out. Never even got on the team.
2: <laughs> got Devon Carter down there, man. Look at him. He's wearing that street clothes, real nice, guys, yeah. real nice.
1: You remember his oh, daddy? Man. You
2: know, remember remember Chris? He was uh,
1: that guy,
2: Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer.
1: So any final thoughts on the defensive backfield before we call it an evening?
0: I think they're going to be really, really good. I think they'll Number probably two. be our best unit team wide
2: personally. Um, I agree. I agree. Right. It was, it, it, my my pick was going to be either between them and the linebackers. Um, yeah, because I, I expect a lot of other linebackers this year, but, DBs and – or cornerbacks uh, yeah. and safeties, that's the bread and butter is what I'm feeling like to your point, Fonzie. But,
1: yeah. Man, this safety list is deep for only two – really two safeties, technically two safeties. I mean, I see four that could start.
2: At, on each of this these. Is, five, cool. five
1: if you count Jalen Key, who was a starter at UAB.
0: Grayson mm-hmm. yeah. Hubbard's a pretty – uh Highly touted recruit, too. I
1: don't know much about Is he about a freshman? Him,
0: but, yep.
1: Yeah, that's right. four-star. From Mississippi. 6'2", uh-huh. 195. That's a good size. He was an athlete, if I'm not mistaken, though. I think he was like a
0: quarterback and a safety. But, anyway, a lot of interesting names. I think there's, you know, really the top six or seven guys. We could all be hearing their name at some point this year.
1: I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, without question. I mean, there's – even this list is is stacked. And I'm eager to t-
2: see about that number eight right there, Mr. Devontae Smith. I'm ready to see what he's made
1: of. I mean, this is junior season. So, I mean, it's – he's know. He's, he's been around long enough, been in the program long enough. Like, it's time for him to make some – to make some noise um earl little jr or Earl little the second is I'm, I'm dying to see this guy get in the mix his bravado and i just like seeing that so earl little jr or Earl little the second make me proud <laughs> mm-hmm. make us proud
2: make me proud
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah But there's a lot of interesting names on here. There's going to be a lot of guys on this list. There's going to be a lot of guys on this list that are going to see some heavy action. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of these names on both these lists get some playing time by the time all the dust settles. I think, you know, injuries will happen too. Some guys will get nicked up. Um, And and then you'll see – obviously you'll see several in some of these lesser games. You know, as hopefully we put some of these games out of reach. Uh, but we, we're stacked in the defensive backfield. Like, if, if our pass rush can get any kind of pressure, this, this backfield, defensive backfield is going to eat, I think. Agreed lot. with you. Yeah, I think they're going to eat a lot. Well, gentlemen, enjoyed this discussion. Um, next week – We'll be breaking down, I think, defensive line and linebackers, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Um, correct. A lot of good names, a lot of interesting uh, stuff to talk about there, in terms of schemes and and whatnot, and filling the the void left by you know Will Anderson. You can't. That's a big deal trying to fill that, trying to fill that void. Uh, even if it's a whole new scheme and whatnot, but that's a, those are big shoes to fill. So we'll get into that next week too. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to add before we sign off.
2: Remember to like and subscribe.
1: Thank you, Uh, thank you for everyone that tuned in, Heather. Thank you for your like, Uh, appreciate that, Heather T. Uh, Thanks for those of you that watched on uh, Facebook, those that watched on the YouTube channel. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Come back next week when we're talking uh, when we're talking linebackers and defensive line. Till then, gentlemen, roll roll tide. Roll tide.